Good morning, listeners of the Get a Grip podcast. This is your host, Corey Grip. Uh, today, I'm going to be breaking down some NFL season predictions. I think it's a good time to kind of, you know, with the schedule release and, and everything going on with, you know, NFL news, I figured it'd be a good time for me to break down my regular season standings and my playoff teams for the AFC, NFC. Uh, I hope everyone continues to stay safe out there. Um, this is a tough time. This is a tough time for everybody. But, you know, I think just finding ways to get through each day, I think, is the best thing that we can do as a society to move forward, not just as Americans, but, you know, uh, worldwide. I just think people need to look at the the little things in life, the positive, any little positive thing in life, and really just hold on to that and grasp it and just try to maximize it. And especially on the, among these dark times. So with that being said, and hopefully I don't break any too many hearts. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, these picks based on how I really believe that um, this season is going to play out. I, I think a lot of these teams, I think people will agree on. I don't think there's a lot of, Oh, Oh, like no way. Like that team is going to make the playoffs. Like, okay. So I, with that being said, I'm going to jump into it. Uh, the first thing I'm going to start off, the first division I'm going to start off with the AFC East. I, I think this is the, one of the easier ones to kind of predict because, you know, I look at the Patriots and, and uh, you know, they're they're in rebuild. They're rebuilding kind of. They're, they're kind of retooling. You know, the Dolphins are still rebuilding. The Jets are still have a lot of holes in their roster. So I, I think it's the Bills division to lose. I, I know their GM is um, – you know, Brandon Bean, you know, he, listen, you, you don't want to say, yeah, obviously we're the favorites. You want to be humble. You don't want to say, yeah, we're going to win. But uh, because at the same time, a, a team hasn't won this division besides the Patriots. It was the Dolphins like 12 years ago, 2008. Um, so it, it's going to be tough. But I, I look at I look at Buffalo and you look at what they did in free agency. They brought in a lot of lot of ex-Carolina Panthers, okay? So they kind of understand what Sean McDermott wants to do as far as schematics go. They also – but they weren't just – they weren't just guys that, you know, come in. They weren't just guys that, you know, come in and, and knew the system. Like, they're, they're filling a lot of holes. You know, they lost Jordan Phillips to the Cardinals. You know, obviously, you know, they're still trying to find more culture guys for what they want to build in Buffalo. I think the Bills are going to go 10-6. and six. Um, you know, I, I think they have a very, very reasonable first half of their schedule. Now they have some tough games at the end of the schedule. Their, their, their last six, seven weeks are brutal. I mean, they got to play the Chargers at San Francisco, the Steelers at home at Denver at New England, Miami. None of those are easy games, especially late in the season. You know, they also have to play Seattle, but that's at home. Kansas City's at home on a short week. I think their schedule really kind of is favorable for the Bills. Um, I, I do think it's going to be tough. I think the good news for the, the Bills is two of their first three games are home. I think every team in the NFL is going to be rusty. Uh, so I think it's going to take some time for Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen to kind of create a connection. I will say this, though. I wasn't impressed with the Bills last year. They had a really good season. Their defense was outstanding. But you is it possible to guarantee that that's going to happen again? I'm not really sure. Josh Allen really has to take a step in the right direction. Um you know, if this if this team wants to be the team to beat in the AFC East for years to come. But uh, as of this year, they clearly have the best roster. Um, I think he's the second. I think Sean McDermott's the second best coach in this division. Brian Flores is a co- close third. But um, I think the Bills will go 10 and 6 and get the four seed. 
in the uh, AFC playoffs. The other teams in this division, I, I like the Jets. Um, I do. I, I think they're going in the right direction. You know, people say all the time you win, lose in the trenches. Well, the Jets are finally starting to address the offensive line. Uh, they kind of failed with a bunch of experiments last year. You know, that Ryan Khalil, they brought him out of retirement. They, they traded for Osemele from the Raiders. You know, just a lot of things that just didn't work out. But And by the end of the season, the offensive line was, you know, held together by duct tape, basically. Super glue. I mean, it, it was just not working. Um, you got to protect Darnold. I, I think at this point in Darnold's career, Sam Darnold, I, I do think he's starting to take some confidence. Uh, I think his confidence is shaken, um, you know, because he's played with no offensive lines, um, not the best head coaches his first couple years in the league. Just, you know, he's going into, um, you know, his third season. And I just think his confidence has been a little shaken, doesn't have – best offensive line, the best coaching, the best weapons around him. So I, I think this year, I think Le'Veon Bell will be better in year two. I think the offensive line will still work. Um, we'll get – it can't – put it this way, that their offensive line can't get any worse. But the thing that's holding the Jets back is their schedule. Oh, my gosh. The Jets' schedule is brutal. Their first five games they play, in my opinion, three potential playoff teams – you know, at Buffalo, San Fran at home, at Indy, and then they have to play Denver on a short week at home and Arizona at home. Now, I do think they'll win both of those games, but it only gets harder from there. They got to go two out to the Chargers, Buffalo again at home, at Kansas City, Patriots at home on Monday night, at Miami, and then the, and then their last three of their last four, four their last four games are at Seattle, at LA, Rams, Cleveland, and then at New England. That's a brutal schedule. And listen, I, I like the direction the Jets are going in, but I see them as a six-win team. There's just too many things that are going against them. Um, the schedule's brutal. They still have a lot of roster holes they got to fix. We don't know how their offensive line is going to gel with no offseason. I just think six and ten is is what's what's just what's going to happen. And I think Gase will Adam Gase will be fired after this season, after going seven and nine last year. I think the Patriots and Dolphins. I don't really think I even have to look at their schedules. I just think the Patriots are kind of old on defense and, you know, they retooled a little bit in the draft with some younger guys and we'll see how they pan out with Bill Belichick. Um, and, and I don't, we don't know what to expect from Jared Stidham. I will say that I do think the Patriots have one of the better secondaries in the league uh, with the McCourty brothers and, and Stephon Gilmore and, and, and a lot of other younger corners, but the rest of that, that roster, I mean, they have no playmakers they have two good running backs, but who knows what their offensive line is going to look like next year. Who knows how Stidham is going to fare. But I think because the Patriots are so well run and so well coached, I think they'll win at least five or six games, but they're not, they're not a playoff team. And I think the Dolphins, they're just rebuilding. I, I think Brian Flores is this uh, this team, this franchise going in the right direction. He has He's getting players in there that he wants. He's got a great uh, corner tandem in Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. He's, he's building up depth and competition in the trenches. And um, they they were they did very well in free agency, really addressing areas of need for the team. So I, I think the Bills, yeah, I think yes, the Bills will win the AFC East. But I do think the Dolphins are on their way, as are the Jets. Uh, they just gotta you know build out more depth throughout their roster and uh, you know get better in the trenches. But they're both on their way. Now I'm gonna sh- transition to AFC North. I'm a huge Steelers fan, but even I would be a fool to think that they're gonna win the division with Big Ben coming off of Tommy John surgery. 
I think the Ravens have the most talented team in the NFL. Um, you know, they had the most pro bowlers in the league last year. They're great on special teams. They're great defensively, extremely well coached. Uh, Lamar Jackson is the reigning MVP. He's definitely going to be in the mix next year. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I think the Ravens are at a huge advantage going into next year, partly because I, I think that, um, you know, usually when there's a revelation in the league, like the Wildcat, um, different option plays, uh, different quarterbacks that just get hot for, you know, that teams really go hard that off season to try and find ways to slow that player down. I mean, I think it's going to be really hard for teams to slow down Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's just such a dynamic game changer playmaker that even with the full off season, I don't know how much you can really do to slow this guy down. I, I would say the best thing you can do is to make him a, a passer, but even that is is dangerous because he has improved dramatically from his last year at Louisville to now going into his third year in the league. You know, I, I look at the I look at the Ravens schedule. I mean, it is it is insane. I mean, their first three games, I mean, they're playing top of the line competition. They gotta play Patrick Mahomes week three. Um They got to open with Cleveland. They got to go to Houston. But I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. Um, I, I think the back half of their schedule is what's brutal. But you know, I, I look at the Ravens. They're a 12 win team. Um, they are the most talented roster in the league. And I think with the shortened offseason, I think it's going to be really hard um, for teams to really adjust for Lamar. Remember that defense is is loaded. Marlon Humphrey, Earl Thomas. They traded for Calais Campbell. They're going to be they're going to be scary. They're going to be very, very scary, and I like the, I love the addition of Patrick uh, Queen to Baltimore. He's a day one starter, and I think he's going to be the next CJ Mosley, a middle linebacker. Um, you know, transitioning to the the Steelers, I I think they're a 10, 11 win football team. Uh, really, I mean, th- this team is talented. Um, you know, they traded for Mika Fitzpatrick after Big Ben went down with Tommy John surgery, immediately changed the immediately changed the trajectory of the season. They became more competitive. And by the end of the season, they were in the mix for a wild card spot. I think Big Ben at least adds two to three wins. I mean, this guy can still play. He led the league in passing yards two years ago, the same season Patrick Mahomes won MVP and threw over over 5,000 yards himself. I mean, this guy, the Big Ben still has a lot left in the tank. I think, I do believe that he's refreshed and ready to go and taking last year off was, was for the best. And, you know, listen, they got an all-pro safety out of it. The, the Steelers have a nice young core of young wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster. They just drafted Chase Claypool of Notre Dame. They have James Washington, Deontay Johnson. Uh, if James Conner can stay healthy, him and Jalen Samuels are a good tandem up in the backfield. And then I like Benny Snell. Their offensive line is still top 10 in the league. They have a top five defense, a great coach. This team has the talent to win, and now – and listen, the NFL is a quarterback league. You don't have a good quarterback. You're not going to win a lot of games. It was amazing what they did last year, given what they had at quarterback. So now that Big Ben's coming back, even if he is rusty for the first four or five weeks, Big Ben has never played his best football in September, early October. He just never has, oh, especially since I've been a fan. Um, you know, Big Ben really starts to get going early November and going into December. That's when he plays his best football – I mean, I think every team is going to be rusty, but I think Big Ben especially will be for the first four or five weeks. But by midseason, he's going to be on point, and I still think this team's going to win. They have the talent to win. Even with the rusty Big Ben, they have the talent to win at least 10, 10 games. 
I'm going to go into Cleveland. I, I I like Cleveland. You know, they have a, they have a great roster. I, I think they're kind of the the lap, the joke of the league. I'm never picking Cleveland to make the playoffs. I picked them to make the playoffs last year as a wild card. I was wrong. Um, I want them to prove me right before I ever put the – but I do think they're getting better. Um, I think they're 8-8. Eight and eight. I do think they were humbled last year. You know, they, they were coming in last year with all this hype about how good they were going to be, uh, how they were going to go to the Super Bowl. Some people said they were going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm like, you're crazy. They haven't been in the playoffs in, what, 20 years, and now you think they're going to go to the Super Bowl? Like, that, that's insane. Um they they have the talent, but my my concern with Cleveland is I think they have too many weapons. I think in the NFL, it's all about chemistry. You want the best chemistry on the field, and yes, you obviously want talent, and you can't win a Super Bowl without talent. But there's such thing as too much talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. When you have all these guys that want the football, you know Austin Hooper is the highest paid tight end in the league. Odell and Jarvis Landry are two of the highest paid receivers in the league. And Joku is coming off a serious wrist injury. He's going to want his touches next year. Kareem Hunt is not going to be suspended. He's going to want his touches. Nick Chubb was second in the league in rushing last year. He's going to want his touches. I think it's a lot for Baker Mayfield to endure. I think the good news for Cleveland is they upgraded both tackle positions. I think if if Cleveland can, can put Baker in a situation, he played his best football at the University of Oklahoma because he played behind one of the best offensive lines three straight years when he was there. There was a reason why he was so accurate and so successful because he had all day to throw and he could really have time to go through his progressions and his reads and make the best throw. That's why he was so successful. The last couple of years in the league, he just he hasn't had the offensive line and the protection and the time to really go through his reads. And I think that's why he struggled a lot last year on top of all the national attention on his commercials and him him talking and his team were they, all of his teammates were talking and his coach you know Freddie Kitchens was, was a failure I mean all of those things considered I I do think the Browns will be better off this year they'll push for a playoff spot but I just think in the end I I just feel like until Cleveland especially the Browns until they do something and sustain something I'm not going to believe in the hype until I'm proved wrong but I will say they'll go eight and eight and be competitive in almost every game they play. And now we'll go to the Bengals. I, I think it's a lot for Joe Burrow to come in there um, and succeed right away. I do think he'll, he'll have help. He'll have Joe Mixon, AJ Green, assuming he's healthy, uh, Tyler Boyd. I, I and um, they just drafted uh, T Higgins out of Clemson. I, so I think that there's a good you know skill position group there for him to work with as a rookie. But again, no off season. You're going in. You're you're going in with the second year head coach that won two games last year. Uh, yes, uh, they did spend a lot of money in free agency, but they're still kind of old on defense. They signed a couple corners that you know didn't really work out um, on the on other teams that they played for. I think it's just asking a lot for Joe Burrow to go from an undefeated national champion, maybe the greatest team ever ever assembled in college football history, to now go into Another one of the jokes of the league in the, in the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think it's I think it's tough. I think they'll win a few games, but I don't think they'll be better than three and thirteen, four and twelve. I think for Cincinnati, it's all about kind of laying the foundation for the future, giving Joe Burrow confidence, giving him getting him out there, getting him throwing him into the fire, getting him reps. I think that's best for long term. But this, this franchise is not built to win more than three or four games next year. Move into the AFC South. 
I've realized that I've been kind of drag talking a lot about just two divisions, so I'm going to pick it up a little bit. I'm just going to say that I think the Colts have the best division, uh, best roster in this division. I don't even think it's close. I mean, what they went seven and nine, eight and eight last year with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, that's just he's he's a nice backup and he's a good spot starter, but you can't build your franchise around Jacoby Brissett. And the Colts gave him an opportunity when Andrew Luck retired a couple weeks before the season, but. And you know what? The Colts got off to a five and two start, but then they kind of just fell apart at the end. Um, but I, I think this this defense, led by Darius Leonard and Malik Hooker, and they got a bunch of young corners, and they keep doing a good job of drafting talent. That defense is a young and hungry defense, and they only keep getting better. They have some savvy vets. They traded for DeVorce Buckner. They have Justin Houston. They have one of the best offensive lines in the game. Remember, Phillip Rivers two years ago took the Chargers to a 12-4 and record. They beat Lamar Jackson on the road in the playoffs. They went up to Foxborough and um, were com- you know competed hard early but just couldn't stay with it, uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots. But that year the Chargers' offensive line was as healthy as they've ever been, and Phillip Rivers was putting up great numbers, some of the best numbers he's put up in a few years. And then last year the Chargers' offensive line completely fell apart with injuries, and Phillip Rivers was horrible. Um, I, I think Phillip Rivers still has at least one year left in the tank, maybe two. I think with a good offensive line, I think he'll be successful. Um, you know, they have a couple, you know, Jack Doyle is a good t- young tight end, you know, T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, um, and Michael Pittman Jr. from USC, I think will form a, a nice trio of wide receivers. I do think that the addition of Jonathan Taylor with Marlon Mack will do well for the Colts. I think they have the best overall roster top to bottom. Uh, defensively, I definitely think they have the best defense in this division. I think Phillip Rivers is at least an addition of two wins. You know, so uh, I that's why I'm saying I'm just gonna say ten and six. Um, sliding down, I, I think the Houston Texans and the Titans are both gonna go eight and eight. And um, for me, I, I think the Titans um, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything to get better, and I think that's what's gonna hold them back. Every team in in that conference got better. The Texans added different pieces. The Colts got better. The Browns got better. The Steelers got Big Ben back. The Ravens didn't lose anyone. The Bills got better. The Dolphins and Jets added players. It's it's going to be tough for the Titans. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to capture that magic that he had last year. Everyone knows what he is. You know, he's a an average starter that's had some injuries, you know, until last year, and then he got hot. Um I really like AJ Brown and Derrick Henry. What they did last, Jack Conklin. You can't you can't underestimate the loss of a starting right tackle who's been an All Pro multiple times. And defensively, you know they didn't really add much to the secondary that struggled down the stretch of the year last year. They didn't really have much of a pass rush. Didn't really address that issue. So, with that being said, I think the Titans will be in playoff contention, but I don't really think they're gonna be that scary of a threat next year at eight and eight. And same thing with Houston. I I, I don't think Houston really really address their problems that they still don't have a great offensive line. Uh, even though they did, you know, lock up Laramie Tunsil to a big extension, but they traded away their best, you know, weapon for an injured running back who had one really good year. Uh, they didn't really address any of their issues on defense. They had a pretty quiet draft. Um, I think Deshaun Watson's good enough to win at least six, seven, eight games just because he's that great of a talent. But I, I think, you know, poor roster construction and bad coaching will, will do this team in, and I think the Texans are due for a step back this upcoming season. And Jacksonville, we don't really have to go there. 
They're a rebuilding franchise. They'll win two or three games. Um, but they do have some nice young receivers, and they had a, a strong draft. Uh, so they're, they're going in the right direction. AFC West, you can't go against the champs. Um, I think it's going to be a lot tougher for the Chiefs this year. The AFC West is a lot more is a lot better than it was last year. Um, the Chargers were banged up last year offensively and defensively. This year they have a healthy Jerwin James, Casey Hayward, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. They added Chris Harris to that defense. They also added Kenneth Murray, a stud linebacker from Oklahoma. They added Brian Beluga and traded for. Uh, Tree Turner from Carolina to added them to their offensive line. And Tyrod Taylor is a good starter. So I I think the Chargers will make the playoffs, will be competitive, will push the Chiefs to the end. But I just think the Chiefs, yes, they didn't really do much in um, free agency and had a pretty quiet draft. But listen, when you have the best player in the league, I mean, he's just going to overcome a lot of shortcomings. Um, I, I I think until teams can really find a way to slow down Mahomes, I think they have to be the team to beat. I think they're going to be pushed because I do think there's a Super Bowl hangover. There's no offseason. But, listen, this this team didn't get worse on offense. They're bringing back everybody. They're bringing back the whole band. I think Miko Hardman will take a bigger step in his second year in the league. They're, they're the team to be in this division, but it's going to be challenging with the other three teams being so good, uh, getting much better. I really like what the Raiders did. You know, I, I think a lot of people are hating on John Gruden. I don't know why. I, I thought he had a great draft. Um, yeah, you know, I, I thought his first round pick of Damon Arnett out of Ohio State was a little questionable. I given that he was picked so high, but I really like the picks of Braylon Edwards and Lynn Bowden and uh, and Henry Ruggs. Now, I personally would have picked Jerry Judy or you know C.D. Lamb over Ruggs, but I see the appeal. You know Henry Ruggs could be a, like another version of Tyree Kill, um, you know. And John Gruden's a great offensive coach. I think he's going to find ways to um, make uh, these young receivers and make them a big part of the offense. I mean, they didn't have great production from their wide receiving core last year, but I like Hunter Renfro and and Tyrell Williams, and I think adding these three guys to their off to their to the offense will only help them. And I like what they did on defense. They signed two linebackers. Um, yeah, I think Lamar, Lamarcus Joyner is going to shift back to safety. Um, and listen, they have a nice young defensive front. I think the only question I have with the Raiders is how is their secondary going to hold up? That was their biggest weakness last year. They didn't strongly address it with any free agent acquisitions. They're going to stick with these rookies and second-year corners that they've been rolling with the past couple of years. That if they can hang, if they can hang tough. And, and improve as the season goes on. The Raiders are a playoff team, and in my predictions, I have them as a playoff team. Finally, the Broncos. Listen, I, I like a lot of the things that they did in the draft, especially with K.J. Hamler and, and Judy and, and bringing in A.J. Bouye and Jarrell Casey, but I'm just – I'm not sold on Drew Locke yet. I think if Drew Locke is competent, they could be a, they could definitely be a playoff team. But I'm not sold on Drew Locke yet. I want to see more – and I, I hope he proves me wrong, but I want to see more from him before I think the Broncos are ready for that playoff spot. Moving quickly, um, so quick recap, my AFC playoff teams. I have the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Bills, the Steelers, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Now moving into the NFC East, listen, quickly, Redskins, Giants, come on. They're, they're both rebuilding. Uh, they both have a lot of – they both have new coaches. Um, they both have – a lot of holes on their roster, especially the Giants. Don't have a great defense still. 
uh, went heavy offensive line in the draft, which I think is smart because you want to protect Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. But at the same time, they didn't really address any of their defensive weaknesses. So the Giants are banking on a lot of their younger guys really stepping up next year and developing. I'm not so not sure how that's going to go, given that there's really going to be a limited offseason. And the Redskins, I really like their defensive line. Not sure what Dwayne Haskins has, but I really like Ron Rivera coming in. He's really going to help change the foundation of that team, and, and they're going to be more definitely more disciplined. And they'll be competitive, but they don't have a lot of skill position players, and I'm not sure what to expect from Dwayne Haskins. Uh, now we, we shift to the Eagles and the Cowboys. I'm just going to say it's the Eagles division to lose. Cowboys new coach, uh, Mike McCarthy. Who knows when Dak Prescott's going to actually join the team. He might not get a contract. We don't know. And if he wants to play, he's going to have to play on the franchise tag. Um, I think with that being said, the Cowboys have been known as a team to underachieve. They've always had some of the most talented rosters the last five years. I mean, they've always had that. They just can never get over the hump. And I think that's because of Dak. Dak is, is he's a great leader, good teammate. He, he, he'll win games. He'll win you games and he'll win you a, a division title every other year, every couple years. He'll win an occasional playoff game, but this is not a guy that you pay $35 plus million to. I really like Dak. I have nothing against him, but he's not a top 10 quarterback, and I don't care what the stats say. He doesn't win game the big games when they matter. He has a lot of empty stats and, and blowout games. I'm not buying it. Now, I do think Dallas will make the playoffs this year because they have the talent to do so, but I do think they're going to get off to a rocky start because I don't know where Dak's head's going to be. But this team is not a Super Bowl threat. They, I think they'll make the playoffs given that there will be seven seeds in the playoffs for each conference this year. But I, I don't think they'll win the division. And the Eagles, listen, they couldn't have been more banged up than what they were at wide receiver last year. I mean, they were playing Greg Ward Jr., a former college quarterback at wide. He was their number one receiver against the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs and down the stretch last year. They're not going to go that way again. Zach Ertz is fully healthy. Dallas Goddard's healthy. Alshon Jeffrey's healthy. Deshaun Jackson's healthy. I expect J.J. Arcega-Whiteside to have a much better year than he had his rookie year. I think Jalen Rager, I think people are hating on him a little bit out of TCU because I think everyone wanted Justin Jefferson. But I think he's going to add a big playability to this offense, and I think he's going to fit right well, uh, well with Wentz. And I really like Miles Sanders. I like the defense. I think the Eagles have been humbled the past couple years after their Super Bowl. I think they're going to get back to work, back to business. And listen, Carson Wentz, look at what he did last year with no help around him. A banged up secondary, no weapons, and he still won the division. I think now that they're going to be fully healthy, I expect this team to win at least 10, 11 games and win the NFC East. NFC North, I, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough. I, I think – uh, the top three teams in this division are going to go eight and eight, eight and eight, and nine and seven. I, I think the Packers are going to win the division just because they have Aaron Rodgers. But you know who knows how that's going to go this year. There's a lot of potential friction um, within that locker room, so I'm not really sure how that's potential friction. Uh, like I said, I, I think the Packers they're going to have a lot of swings. I you know I think they're going to start off strong, then lose a couple games, and then you know. Kind of finish strong. Um, I, I think the reason why I have Minnesota kind of sliding to eight and eight only because I don't know how their young defensive players are going to develop with no offseason. Listen, it's a reoccurring theme, but it's very real with no offseason. I mean, who knows how some of these teams are going to play, how some of these rookies and second year players are going to go. 
But I've never been a fan of Kirk Cousins. I've never been a believer. I don't think this guy can win big games. He's only done it like less than a handful of times in his career. And with no digs, I'm – you can't count on a rookie wide receiver to come in and really make a difference. I think it's going to be on Irv Smith Jr. to step up in his second year. And I think Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and Kyle Rudolph are all going to have to accept expanded rules. I think Justin Jefferson will be fine, but you can't count on a rookie wide receiver to make that much of an impact. And there's a lot of holes on that defense. I think the Bears will be in playoff the playoff hunt because I do think they're going to switch to Nick Foles. Now, if they don't switch to Nick Foles, you know, I would expect them – to win like five or six games because I just don't think they can win games with Trubisky. So if they switch to Nick Foles, yes, they have holes on the offensive line, but I, I think they have enough talent on the defense to overcome some of those holes. And I, I think Nick Foles would would fit in well with Matt Nagy. And then the Lions, I just I just don't think you know the players there really buy into Matt Patricia and his coaching philosophy. He's not Bill Belichick. He's trying to be Bill Belichick and it's just it's just not working. It's just not working. And I think he'll be fired by midseason, to be completely honest. Um, I think he'll be fired before the end of the season. Uh, shifting over quickly. Shifting over real quick because I'm running out of time here and kind of rambled on too much about the AFC East and the AFC North. Um, I really believe that Tom Brady and the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are going to win the NFC South. I think the Panthers are, re, are rebuilding, and I'm sorry I can't talk about these teams more. I, I think the Falcons are just too inconsistent. They, they start off too slow, and then they kind of get hot at the end of the year the past couple of years, so I'm not a big fan of that consistency. I think Dan Quinn's another coach that will be out by next offseason. I think the Saints and Bucks will, will push each other till the very end of the season. I think both teams will make the playoffs, but I think by the end of the season, Brady is going to have that chemistry going with the team, and I think that young defense is only going to continue to get better. And then in the NFC West, I think the 49ers are going to win. They're hungry. They, they want to get back to the Super Bowl and win it. They were so close last year, and they were bringing back the same team. So I think they'll win this NFC West. I think Seattle, 10-6, and six, Rams 9-7, and seven, Cardinals, much improved, but still maybe a year away at 7-9. Thank you for listening, and tune in next time.